You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 309. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a wonderful way to listen to your books the way you listen to podcasts. I personally love using it, and I've been using this year Audible more than actually my Kindle or any other reading in physical form. I just love hearing the energy conveyed through audiobooks, especially when it comes to channeled sources, like The Law of Attraction with Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks, and as well as the Paul Selig books. I love listening to the Paul Selig books, even though he channels them in and isn't sharing in that spontaneous channeled way, the frequency of the words heard through the channel's voice being Paul Selig is just so good. So if you haven't tried Paul Selig's books, I would recommend starting with the Book of Mastery. It is an incredible introduction to kind of like season five version of channeled work. So not so much about the law of attraction or anything like that, but going beyond the mind. If you wanna get started with a free 30-day trial, head over to audible.com slash lively or text the word lively to 500-500. I hope you love it as much as I do. Now let's move on. Guys, thank you so much for watching this season of the TLS TV. Whether you've listened here on the podcast or whether you've watched it on YouTube, it has been such a joy to share what we recorded for you on January 19th, 2019. It's so cool to see the inner voice work videotaped and done in such an excellent way through the team and putting that on with the live studio audience. And now we're flowing into a bit more of the regular podcast as usual, just a microphone, me sitting here talking to you. It's nice to catch up with you and have a solo episode where I get to say hi and tell you what's been going on and what is coming up next. So first of all, like I said, I hope you've checked it out. If you have wanted to through audio form here on the show or through youtube.com slash the lively show to check out our little series of video segments on inner voice. It was amazing, like I said, to do that as a group and now transition into a new season, a new phase, doing this solo episode with you and keeping you guys kind of posted and filling you in. Like, what have I been doing? Where have I been? Well, as flow would have it, I've actually been traveling quite a bit. Michigan has been gray, cold, and wintry through the last few weeks, and I had a few events to go to. One was in Hawaii, and then also to see some friends out there, and then out of flow, thought about the idea of coming to Australia, since I was starting to miss it after being away for a few months, having settled into Detroit and just came over here. Then I was thinking I'll leave on the 7th, but as I was getting ready to go from Hawaii to Australia, I was talking to friends in Michigan and I was asking them about the weather and they were saying, you know what, it's not gonna get nice for at least another month. So I was thinking to myself, what am I really going back for right now? And decided impromptu to change the trip and redirect it and extend it here in Australia. So out of a redirection from Sydney to Brisbane to fly home, I had booked two nights at an amazing, amazing hotel called the Kalile. You can find them over on Instagram. I've been oogling over their pictures of how beautiful the design is and invited my friend Sam from, as you guys may remember, my crystal water company I'm obsessed with here in Australia called Madam Dry. She's changed the name so that she can bring it over to America to Osun Sparkling. So that's the new name for Madam Dry, the crystal waters that are rose and lavender and oh, so delicious. I love them so much. I'm actually sitting with a few bottles she gave me as she had come up for the day to spend with me last night and today. We had an amazing time and I got to enjoy this little impromptu trip where I thought I'd fly out tomorrow 
But as flow would have it, I'm actually just instead flying back to Sydney to extend my stay longer down there. So it's an amazing hotel, let me just say. The design aesthetic of this place and every little detail is just calling my name. I love design in Australia so very much. It's just so fresh and clean and modern. Sam had a great name for it. She called it Modern Art Deco, this style of the Kalil. This hotel is just stunning in every single aspect. Even the car park is beautifully designed with these pink tiles and these round lights. It's just so inspiring to see space that creates such a sense of well-being and beauty and design. And I'm just soaking it all in and appreciating it before going back to my favorite haunts in Sydney. And as again, flow would have it. Some other things have been flowing in my life unexpectedly. So I, as you guys probably may remember from back when the Detroit property happened in the first place, started to play with the concept of surrendering the manifesting and the flow of my life from the mind to the inner voice or to the aspect of myself that's greater than myself. So through my own journey and study and all of this consciousness stuff, especially going from the season four Jess point of view and Lively Show point of view to the season five Lively Show and you know Jess Lively point of view, the way that I can explain what I now perceive around consciousness is that there's kind of three aspects of the being that we are. So I'll start with that and then explain kind of how I've been playing life differently with this in mind, and then also how this is shifting things like magic, not manual, which I'll get to in a second. So when it comes to us as a being, typical people, (laughs) many of my friends and family included, if I asked them who they are, they would explain that they are their name and all of the thoughts associated with the identity they associate with their name. And that's great. I myself for many years thought, you know, I would say I'm Jess Lively or back in the day, Jess Constable or whatever. And I would say I'm this old and I live in this place, blah, blah, blah. That's the egoic identity, as Eckhart Tolle likes to say in The Power of Now or in his books as well, the ego. So it's a concept, it's an identity, it's a character, if you will, that's playing on this earth. Now that is a part of us and that character lives in the mind as Eckhart would describe it. The ego is an identity created by the mind. And maybe it's even more accurate potentially to say the left brain of our mind, the part of our mind that perceives separation, that can tell the difference between our hand and the cup so that we're able to pour the glass of water. So that part of us that can tell sensory separation and actually operate in this physical realm, that part of us may also have this identity that is also separate from the unity of the whole construct of the universe. So not only can the left brain, you know, drive the car and operate the machinery and pick up this glass of sparkling water that I'm looking at, but it also has a sense of separation of itself compared to everyone and everything else in its reality. So not only does it see my body as separate than the chair I'm sitting in, so it knows how to sit and stand, but it also thinks that Jess Lively is separate than this chair and this table and this hotel room that I'm sitting in. Now, it's very useful to operate in this world in physical form through this point of view, but all of the thoughts and the character associated with the thoughts of separation, like I'm an American, not an Australian, or I'm this political leaning, or I'm that political leaning, or I'm this gender or that gender, all of those other thoughts, those are constructs and concepts. And ultimately, they're just thoughts created through this left brain perception of reality. And when you get into the study of enlightenment and all of the evolution of consciousness, there hits this point that you can hear about. I have not yet hit it for sure, but I, in studying it, 
have become aware, at least conceptually aware, let's say that, conceptually aware, not to the realization of the felt daily experience of it, but conceptually aware that that concept I believe myself to be is really just a concept. And the thoughts that I think most of the time are also part of that left brain construct of who I am. And so most of us are just living unconsciously through the thoughts, filtering through the brain, through this left brain personality. Okay, so that's one aspect of us. And often many people are just stuck in that as what they are. So if I asked what they are, they'd say that piece and that piece only. Well, if you've been listening to The Lively Show season five, you have heard many, many, many people have the ability to perceive words and thoughts and points of view or visions or experiences or sensations that do not necessarily line up with that egoic personality persona and the thoughts associated with it. So you've seen so many people, especially if you watch the video show or listen in the last month, or if you listen to any client sessions, the person comes in with a problem and we could say that that problem exists in the neural net of the left side of their brain. And then they're able to bobble head down and listen to their heart or their gut into the area within themselves. And they'll be able to pick up on information that is peaceful, calm, and provides clarity to what they need to do next or what they need to do now. So that, and I wouldn't say it's opposing all the time. It's not always opposing the mind, but that alternate point of view, let's call it that, the alternate point of view that's peaceful, calm, and present and not fearful and not worried about the future and not holding on to the past, but sees all things in love, that loves us, that knows that we're safe, that aspect that they're able to dial into. Sometimes, I think we've probably once had someone channeling some other aspect, some greater potential intelligence, but most of the other people, besides that one person I'm thinking to, have usually been listening to what I believe may be a part of a greater aspect, a part of themselves, another aspect. So for me in the last 10 years, as I listen to that inner voice inside, sure, maybe there are times where I'm picking up on some other you know, frequency or some other point of view, but most of the time, nine times out of the 10, and I have not yet really even bothered for many years to even think outside of whether I'm trying to hear from anything outside of myself. I'm just trying to ask the inner voice inside myself or whatever that peaceful, calm, loving presence is for direction. So I'd say that's another part, the second aspect of who we are. And recently I just did a session with a very, very wise, enlightened lady. And she just said, Jess, who do you think you are? You're not even the thing thinking. You're actually the one that's the talker in the other scenario. That higher aspect is like, that's the real you or the more authentic you than the neural net that's firing all these fearful thoughts and living from this egoic persona having the conversation with me. But like I said, if you're in pre-realization of that, pre-enlightenment, you're still pretty attached to the point of view most of the time that the lower mind, the left brain neural net has. Hopefully you guys are following me on this, but I'm gonna get somewhere and hopefully just even listening to this, it's insightful or interesting at least to consider this possibility that maybe there are three aspects of ourselves, not just the left brain egoic persona identity that once you hit that level of realization, you stop taking so darn seriously. We stop worrying so much about what it's presenting, thinking and believing because we have this access to these other two aspects of ourselves as well. So we have the ego identity, number one. We have the inner voice, as we've been calling it. Number two, the wisdom, the inner guidance, that wise, loving aspect of ourselves that can communicate with us, that can help guide us. 
Abraham Hicks, for example, often calls that your inner being if you listen to Abraham. So it depends on, you know, which source you're listening to. Other people might call that a soul or they might call it the inner wisdom, whichever you want to call it, I don't care. But there's a part of us that is wise, loving, and very there for us at all times of day, night, you name it. It is there for us as the perception of the ego, at least, (laughs) even though all three are really us all together. So we have the inner voice the ego or the mind persona, and then this third one. Now this third one is one I have not discussed a terrible amount. I have not yet gone into this, but I think this is the one that becomes an experience and even more identified as your evolution of consciousness evolves, that not only perceives through the wisdom lens or the mind thought lens, but also through what Abraham would call source energy, or you could say pure consciousness, the part of us that is breathing us, the part, if you imagined us as the toaster, to use an Abraham analogy, we are the toaster. We are the body and the vessel and the mind and the, you know, with the inner wisdom guiding us. We have, we're that with the electricity. Now that source energy, as they like to describe it, is also an aspect of us. And my question wondering perception bet is that over time as consciousness evolves our own awareness to be aware of that as ourselves as well amplifies and grows in that post enlightenment state but like I said I'm not so not there I can be aware that the part of me that's breathing me is also a part of me and me the part that's keeping us animated and alive but it's almost so thought less and so personality less that it's easy to overlook the fact that there's this, I don't want to call it energy because I don't know if it's actually energy or if it's just a pure consciousness. And depending on how you define consciousness and energy, whether you say they're the same things in your definition of the use or not, you know, whether it's true or not, I don't ultimately know. But there's kind of that element that's keeping us alive, that electricity. I love thinking of it kind of in the electricity way because I'm like, all right, that's not like a personality. That's not very personal to me as Jess Lively. The electricity that's animating my body is animating the electricity through all the other entities and other life forms and so forth. So you could say that's consciousness. We have pure consciousness without any personality associated with it. We have the inner voice, inner being aspect that maybe is somehow tied to soul or maybe is soul in some definitions of that word. And then we have this mind, personality, egoic identity, the Jess Lively character. So we have all three. Now, season four Jess liked to create reality using the egoic personas deciding of what that reality should be. As myself, I wanted to use the mind of Jess Lively to decide what Jess Lively wanted to experience next and then create with the mind. And also wanted to see what capacity I could use the mind to create that life that the mind wanted to have. And that was fun for a while. And it really honestly, I mean, season four works, especially if you're going from the effortful, actionful, I'm a victim to this reality point of view and you're shifting into, I create my own reality and I can use my mind and I can use the leverage of alignment and all of those things. Oh my goodness, is my life transformed tenfold once I made that shift personally and I've helped thousands of people through flow with intention do the same. It's incredible. But also at the same time, as we're evolving beings, we want more. And so I kind of hit the wall last year before the hiatus I took, and I just was sick of being limited by the mind. After using it to its fullest extent, I realized there's so much more than just the mind that I am. Not just that egoic persona, not just the part that can visualize with the mind, the left brain, not just being stuck in that frame of reference, but to use the greater aspect of myself to actually 
coordinate and actually live from beyond that? How do I get out of that limited perception? Because it suddenly realized how limiting it was. Through studying it and through pushing it to its limits, I also realized that as much as I loved manifesting through the mind and what it wanted, I also found the inevitable conclusion that that season for me, as an example, was efforting the crap out of thought. Can I get an amen? Has anyone else been doing that too? And also when you effort thought instead of action, you also tend to notice as you're trying to create your reality that way, that the mind likes to create resistance to not having whatever it's decided that it wants. So the resistance is often, especially if you listen to any Abraham you know, segments on YouTube, nine times out of 10, the person sits in the chair and then brings up a subject and they have resistance on not having the subject. So as much as the mind might wanna create something, it also is the resistance mechanism as well. So I kinda got tired from the effort of thinking and efforting my thought and also it wasn't actions, which was better and it was far more leverage than actions alone, but in and of itself, I still got tired from it and I still found the resistance pretty exhausting and I still wanted to get beyond it. So that's when I entered the realm of season five and the no mind and letting go of creating through the mind's perceptions. Now that doesn't mean that the mind of me doesn't still have preferences. It still has like experience reality. It still has a preference to beautiful design. Like I still prefer the design aesthetic of this Kalisle hotel so much. It's my favorite design I've ever been in. I love it. It's great. It's a preference in the mind to experience it. However, what I am now learning and since last September I've been doing is living in this hybrid surrendered way where yes, I still have the perception of the egoic mind dominant in my reality while I'm still strengthening my awareness and connection to this inner voice over the last 10 years and making it stronger and stronger and stronger in my life and also becoming more and more aware of that, what we are kind of calling pure consciousness or that electricity, that life force coming through. So as I'm deepening those senses, I'm also have been since September really in the practice of surrendering and letting go, surrendering and letting go of the mind's attachment to its own manifestations, trusting that these other two aspects of me, the other two, the inner voice, if we call it that, and the pure consciousness of me, may also have, as to use an Abraham term, a vortex, and may also have a desired flow of my life that's bigger than what the Jess Lively character in the ego could even imagine. So I am having the courage and humility to step over from the Jess Lively persona step aside from that limited point of view about what I want and what needs to come next in my life and allow with an open mind to manifest from this open-minded place to whatever's meant to come through and to me, to and through me from the aspect of myself. This is not surrendering to society. This is not surrendering to becoming a victim of someone else. No, 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 no. I do not think I'm surrendering in that way because I know I create my own reality, but I also recognize I am this trifecta being. I'm not just the mind and that liberation allows me to play with these other two aspects and what they may have in mind for me, okay? It has been so surprising scary at times, relieving at times, terrifying at times, <laughs> and powerful. 
The amount of manifestations and synchronicities that have fallen into place as I've been living in this surrendered state have been truly mind-blowing. Getting invited on a safari at the drop of a hat, having the TV show unfold right before my eyes in the most perfect magical way, having the Detroit property, while I'm thinking I might move to London in the mind, the Detroit property falls in my lap. Then I hear in the middle of the night about this, you know, what do I do with my furniture? The mind asked from the Sydney stuff, since it didn't match the apartment in Detroit as like the, the Woodstone match, what do I do with it? Woke up in the middle of the night and heard the word host. And then magically, without taking any effort whatsoever in the mind or in my physical effort, found the very perfect place for the Airbnb to exist that has the perfect fetishes and all the things that are perfectly lined up for this to exist in Detroit. And my mind didn't have to do anything. It just happened before my eyes. All the mind had to do was say yes to the obvious information and guidance presented before it, but it didn't have to do anything. It was wild. And this reality that I've been now living has transformed my experience of this reality and has unfolded my life in so many totally unexpected and magical ways. That is leading me to what I want to share with you guys next. We have spent a lot of time on the inner voice and I have loved doing it. It is such a joy to share that with you. And I truly think there's nothing more powerful in terms of any coaching or providing of anything than that aspect of yourself, introducing yourself to yourself. There's nothing better. And yet there's also something else that's pretty fun. And it's been coming to my attention coming into my awareness is that this manifesting beyond the mind, the way that I've been doing it in, since September, has been so profound and I've learned so much. And even though I love the inner voice work and I will continue to refer people to that inner voice whenever they feel a dissonance within themselves or within teaching from someone else, like you always tap into yourself, Just don't look outside of yourself for any guidance. And at the same time, your guidance or your path may also include the interest in what I've been doing and sharing with me and with others that are doing this and playing life in this way as well. And I'm calling that magic, not manual. Now, magic, not manual, what is it? It is two things. First, it's going to be a live experience in Pittsburgh on April 6th. So after the TV show taping in January that magically fell into place, it was so magical. We we're like, okay, this definitely seems to be flowing to do another one. So we picked a new date, which is April 6th in Pittsburgh. Same studio as before because it's a, such a great setup for us. And we were planning on doing it again. Yet, as we flowed through time and reality towards that, the unfolding direction of the river we thought was going towards a TV show again, another taping of this type of work, transformed. It shifted. And we began to see that the next unfolding in April 6th in Pittsburgh is not actually going to be a TV show taping. It's not meant to be. In the mind of Jess Lively, if I was living from the Jess Lively mind, I would continue down that path. But because of the way I've been living life now, I have begun to see the ability to shift into the direction the higher aspect of me is calling me towards rather than staying stuck in the mind's perception and story. I'm no longer tied to my mind's manifestations. And what I've realized is the manifestation wanting to come forth in Pittsburgh is not a TV show, even though I didn't know that at the time when we began and we set the date. So magic, not manual, 
you all is what's coming forth. This new course, which is a building upon the advanced graduate level of flow with intention online. For those, there's many, there's a few thousand people that have taken flow. So many of you listening may have been flowers in the past, F-W-I-O. If you have taken flow with intention online, that is so awesome. I've enjoyed working with you over the years, but I taken a break from that course as I was excited to go into the inner voice work. Well, I'm coming back, guys. We're coming back into flow. We're coming back into alignment and we're coming back into manifesting, but we're doing it in this class, Magic Not Manual, from a season five beyond the mind way. We're letting ourselves manifest with the aspect of us and that two and three levels that I shared, not levels, but the other two aspects of us. So we're letting this, the first part, the egoic identity, experience the reality that the other two aspects are creating for us. We're gonna start to become the triad being and manifest with all three aspects and allow the ego identity part of us to be this little kid in a way that gets to have a Christmas list. It doesn't mean that the mind still doesn't have preferences. Like here I am at the Kalil loving it. Didn't expect to be here, but here I am appreciating every single little moment of the beauty of this place as the human mind gets to do because it sees the separation of all the things and appreciates the beauty of them all and the whole thing at the same time. But it was through the flow and the unminded part of me that created this manifestation. And it was simply up to my mind to experience it. If this is interesting to you, if you're interested after manifesting through flow or through the mind, if you're like, you know what, I've done that for a while and she's right. I noticed that my mind makes a lot of resistance to the things it doesn't have and I kind of find that annoying. And it is kind of tiring to think about all the things I appreciate, to think, 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 and focus on that aspect. I wonder what it's like to do something new, to do something more relaxed or that whole thing about surrender and letting go that I hear different teachers talk about. My mind doesn't really understand how to do it, but I want to. And this is just interesting to just relax and let go and just enjoy and receive and receive from a deeper part of myself that does still, you know, the mind will still hold on to preferences and be the data collector that it is, but also allows the greater aspect of us can see and think and experience far larger dreams than the mind could ever imagine on its own and can put together for us to experience in a more magical way than ever before. That's what this is all about. I'm so excited to share this with you guys because this is truly the most leading edge work I can give to you. As you guys know, I am always about filling myself up as much as I possibly can because A, I'm a part of the universe, so doing that is making the universe better. As for all of you, filling yourselves up as much as you can is the best thing you can do to have the healthiest universe. Not because you would do this in an egoic way that would deplete the universe of its resources, but just to kind of think of it from the terms of a human body. I always love thinking about the universe as a human body because it helps my mind understand and wrap its mind around something so large. The cells of the body, if you're a cell of the body, we're a cell of the universe in this case, if you're a cell and you're filling yourself up, you are giving yourself the most wellness that you can. If every cell of the human body was filling itself up from within itself with the most wellness, the most health, the most vitality it could, the entire body, if it was all doing that, each cell was doing that, would thrive. By depleting a cell's resources for another cell's resources, if every cell was doing that and every cell was bleeding out for every other cell, 
like someone bleeding out their wellness for someone else. You can't get sick enough to make someone else well, as Abraham likes to say. Your own wellness is what improves and creates the wellness of the universe. And out of that overflows so much more to offer anyone else. So I've always taken that approach and seen how that has given me such a clarity of connection to you because I want the best for you and I know the best for you is giving the best for me and then I can have that to share of what has provided that wellness so I can be, for example, just an example of someone doing that, which is great, but also to share what I've experienced in a way that you may be able to tap into, to feel into within yourself, within your cell, within yourself, your cell, yourself, yes, within yourself. So if this is interesting, this is the cutting edge stuff I have to share. It's not going against the inner voice, it's weaving the voice into manifestation. If you wanna use your inner voice and you wanna manifest and you wanna tap into that electricity that you truly are as well and find the magic within all three of these aspects of us working together but not being limited by the limiting mind because that little cell personality, that little self just lively, the egoic identity that's a neural net in the left side of the brain, yes, she gets to experience reality. But when she is getting to experience the reality created with in cohort the other two far larger eternal aspects of her, so much more is possible than what she could have possibly imagined. And the same is true, I believe, for you. So you got to check in, of course, with your inner voice, your intuition, and see if this feels right. But if magic, not manual, resistance busting and going beyond the mind, this is going to challenge so many people, I will say, because the mind is used to steps and processes and the ways it's been trained by other minds before it. This class, this course, this date in April 6th on Pittsburgh will be the shifting of perception to no longer look at things in the old minded way, but start to live in that beyond the minded way. So the mind knows what to do when it's in itself instead of getting beyond itself and how to navigate this new manifesting reality in the surrender, in the let go, with the electricity consciousness that we are, and the inner voice, and all these things, and still enjoy the physical reality that the human character in the ego gets to experience too. Oh, it's just going to be a blast. And also, I know the Flow With Intention members that have taken the course have only been online thus far. So this is going to be also a chance for everybody that's taken Flow or wants to take Flow and be a part of this community because the people just love each other so much online through the community and the Slack channels and all of that kind of stuff. They just love each other. This will be a chance for everybody to meet in person. So I think it's going to be a just an amazing experience for those that have come. I've seen it with the TV show and with C-School when we did these live events, the energy of being in this space often catapults the consciousness of the people there from the content. They don't even end up needing to apply half of it. I create this whole thing. And then they just being in the energy of it shift, which is amazing. It's kind of like consciousness is like a bonfire. My friend Catherine Greer likes to say, it's like a bonfire, Jess, and you're lighting the fire and then everybody's putting their sticks into the fire and they light it and they go, you know, scatter across the earth to the areas where they're there to shine their light and the areas they're there for. Well, this group aspect and energy is so powerful. So April 6th in Pittsburgh, if your intuition says it's a fit, I'm so excited to have you join us there. If you cannot make April 6th, we are not planning on teaching this live ever again. So this is the one and only time. See you there. Or the other aspect, the other only time we will do this online afterwards once live. So we're gonna do the April 6th experience. This is your best chance to actually work with me live 
in that day. So we're going to do a ton of Q&A and a ton of coaching and troubleshooting live with the people that show up and they'll get to meet each other and hang out and create all the magical masterminds and all the kind of community aspects that people tend to do once they meet each other live through this community. Because there is something really special about the people that are Lively Show listeners and especially the flowers. It's just it's just really special to see everybody's connection that they have to each other and how many friendships are formed across the world through these events. It's just amazing. So we'll do it live on April 6th. We're going to record it. We're going to turn those recordings into the modules for each week, just like we did with C-School. Then we're going to do one live online course. So if you, for some reason, can't make it because April 6th is your friend's wedding or you live in... Bolivia and you can't make it for April 6th, we will be doing an online version. It'll be later in April or May. So we'll give you more details when that's ready to go live as well. But there will be one live month of running it where I'll do coaching calls on Wednesdays or Thursdays. I do these epic four to five hours, six hours sometimes if I can sit that long and talk without losing my voice. I'll coach as long as I can. But that does not cover as many people. So the biggest chance to get to be a part of this would be April 6th. But you also the online course, there is a chance you could do the coaching with me there. And if you come to April 6th, yes, I know you're wondering, you also get the online class for free. So we've deeply discounted the April 6th ticket cost for the online class. So by joining us, you're getting the class for free. It's the best value by far if you can come to the online and the live event being April 6th. If you wanna join us, you can go over to magicnotmanual.com, so you can go sign up there. And if you have not taken Flow, you might be wondering, do you have to take Flow if you haven't already? Yes, it is included. So you have to have taken it because the concepts, we're going to move far beyond them. This is not gonna be talking about the concepts in the way that we did in the course, but they are the building blocks. To go beyond them, it's helpful to have the foundation first. So if you have not yet taken Flow, there is a button when you go over to sign up that you can actually join and you'll get automatic access to Flow. So you can start taking it right away and catch up with us as much as you can before or entirely if you get through all the material before our live April 6th event. So of course, as always, listen to your intuition. I am so excited to work with whoever's intuitions and inner voices are calling them to explore the realm of manifesting beyond the mind, using all three aspects, using the pure consciousness that we are, using the inner voice, and allowing the mind to receive and respond to the information provided by these other two aspects. It's truly like every day being Christmas and the level of synchronicity, flow and alignment that comes through this is so amazing. The resistance busting is unparalleled because literally the biggest, like I said, issue with manifesting in the mind is the resistance the mind creates. And even though we're gonna be moving beyond the manifesting through the mind exclusively, and I can say if you're worried or wondering, the ego's like, oh no, am I gonna never get what I want? No, often you get the things you wanted years ago and all of a sudden they show up perfectly cooked ready for you to enjoy if you will as an analogy like it's like the bread's just baking and all you have to do is take it out of the oven and eat it take it out of the oven and eat it but you need to know where to look for the oven and when to take it out that's the big shift that's the perceptual shift that we're teaching and speaking to and also allowing the resistance of the mind to its letting go and surrendering of its designs to the greater aspect of itself so we will be talking about how to do that as well because that's the bigger resistance and the resistance the mind often fears to the uncertainty and the unknown of living in this way 
that's what appears to you as you start to, because I said, I've been doing this for a while now to see enough of the, the pitfalls and the ways around those things. When we're in them, the resistance the mind has is different than it is in the pre, you know, manifesting in the mind flow with intention way, but we still get to adjust. We still get to allow, and we still get to find each other and share. And this is going to be truly a powerful example for you because your mind probably doesn't know a lot of people doing it this way. Maybe you do, and maybe that's wonderful. You have a bunch of friends living this way. That's great. But I know a lot of people tell me that they want to find, they want to meet the flow community because it gives them like-minded individuals to work with. Well, when you're talking about manifesting beyond the mind, it's an even smaller group, but at least you're going to find each other and know, and the mind loves information and data. And this course, if nothing else, is going to give you so much information, data, and ability to connect to something that feels real, which is, I'm not the only one doing this. Other people are doing it too. And even though it feels scary to the mind, it knows other people are doing it and getting good results as well. So it feels easier to allow in the mind this to unfold for itself as well, to release the resistance, to be in the unknown, to walk forward without the mind trying to decide. So like I said, if you want to join us, you can go over to magicnotmanual.com. Right now we have the tickets available for the April 6th in Pittsburgh event. It's a one-day event. We're going to have fun. We're going to keep you fully nourished and have so much kind of like a flow reunion, if you will, to be able to be together or just to join us if you're joining the Flow Magic Not Manual community for the first time and just spend time together, release the mind together, and also just live a far more magical life than we've ever thought possible. I've seen it in my own life and I'm so excited to see it in yours as well. And there you have it, guys. If you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, I'll be sharing more about this on Instagram stories. I might even be doing a few lives here and there to answer any questions you guys might have about the class as well. That is over at Jess C as in Crystal Water Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to jesslively.com slash magic not manual. Now for where I'm headed to next, I am going back to Sydney starting tomorrow. I'm so excited to spend more time in my favorite place or one of my very top favorite places in the world. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Mm-hmm.